Coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, we are talking to a list building guru, and I don't use that term very often, so you know it's important. Jeremy Montoya is here, a fantastic podcaster and somebody who knows how to leverage your online content to actually move the needle for your business by growing your emails. All that and so much more. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, socials? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show. (sighs) The crowd goes wild. We're in our first episode, well, first interview, actually, for season three. So this is a biggie. And we're kicking it off right because this is important stuff. List building for the win. We are sitting down with Jeremy Montoya today, who's doing work for some really big names in the industry, but more importantly, it's because he knows how to get results and get more people on your email list. So we're going to chat with him in just a second. First, I want to let you know that we have a lovely sponsor for the Marketing Lifestyle Show, and that is our friends at AWeber. If you haven't even started building your list yet, this episode is going to be the most valuable episode of all time for you because not only is Jeremy going to tell you how to grow your list, but you can get started with email marketing for free for 60 days when you sign up with my link for AWeber, which is my preferred email marketing platform. When you go to SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber, you're supporting the show. You're getting yourself on one of the top email marketing platforms on the interwebs. And not only that, they will get you a getting started guide so you can learn how to use their tool. And you can also check out my free course, how to get your first 500 email subscribers. So there's all of that in the show notes. Go to SavvySexySocial.com and you'll see all of that stuff there or tap your artwork and click for those notes. But please support the sponsor because they support us and they keep the show coming at your face and into your earbuds. So let's get started with this chat with Jeremy. I met Jeremy at Podcast Movement, the first year that there was a podcast movement, which was in the summer of 2014. And, you know, there were just a lot of podcasters at this event. But for some reason, Jeremy sort of stood out a little bit and did a very good job of following up after the event. And I always say, you know, You can go to all these conferences, you can pass out your business cards, but the winners are the ones who follow up. And Jeremy's one of those people, and he doesn't just follow up. He doesn't follow up and then ask for something. He really delivers a lot of value. And what he wanted to do, especially for this show, was deliver value to all of you about how to grow your email list. And it's something we talk a lot about here. First of all, because AWeber is a perfect sponsor because of how important and and passionate that I am about this topic, you need to be growing your own database, not just your Facebook likes or your YouTube subscribes. Uh, But yeah, so just 
with hearing back from him and meeting him and loving his energy and his attitude and his passion for this topic as well. I knew he'd be a perfect fit for the show. So we're going to get started with that. Please stay tuned until the end because we are going to team up on a fun little event that is going to benefit you even more when it comes to growing your email list. If you stay tuned for more details about that, but why don't we go ahead and kick it off, learn more about Jeremy and how he is going to help you grow your email list. So excited to have a newer acquaintance to me on the show. We've met in person, but it's been some time. We've been trying to keep up ever since we met at Podcast Movement last year. Today we have Jeremy Montoya. Jeremy considers himself an online scientist. I love that because I definitely have never heard anyone say that before. Showcasing his experiments around list building, email marketing, and online business on his site, jeremymontoya.me. He's a smoothie sommelier, also highly relevant in my life, a 49ers fan and future owner of a gray Tesla Model S. I love that you put like one of your goals in your bio. How awesome is that? Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I, I get others to say my goals for me, so it helps me manifest them. I think it helps <laughs> I me. I don't know. That's a really, really good idea. I approve. I totally approve. And now I kind of want one, too. So maybe I'll put that in my bio. So, <laughs> okay, let's start with the most important question. What's in your favorite smoothie? <laughs> um, a couple. So I just watched your Periscope right now before you hop on this call. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think your green smoothie is my definition of a green smoothie. I'll just point it, that out. It really first. isn't. It, there's like a lot of fruit in it. It's one of those like, um, I'm going to drink kale, but first I'm going to put a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> kale is like the last and the least thing inside of there. But so it should I do... have been more than half. I just did a really bad job of filling that cup before. I, I was well, you were live broadcasting. You're under pressure. Uh, I didn't even like blend it all the way. It was really disappointing. If I could do that smoothie over again, I would. So what would you put in that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I do a few things. I do almond milk Mm -hmm. and I do almond butter and then a ton of spinach, kale, chard, some of that stuff. And then I do strawberries and blueberries because they're lowest in sugar. Mm -hmm. And then I'll throw in some like a Vega one protein mix. It's like Mm -hmm. plant-based stuff. And, um, that's about it. I keep it simple. Nice. Yeah, that's definitely a lot healthier than what I was drinking. I love me some almond milk. I definitely have not dabbled in the almond butter at all. But almond milk for sure is definitely what I put in like my protein shake. So that uh, that's a winner to me. So I'm going to go ahead and give that one a try. I like where your head's at, Jeremy. I like it. Okay. So this is what I like even more, though. Online scientist, which sounds like all fun and exciting, but specifically around things that are very, very relevant to the savvy, sexy social and marketing lifestyle audience. We talk a lot about list building. I just recently came out with my latest free course, which is how to get your first 500 email subscribers. And so I I really want to talk a lot about this today. You are working with so many people in the industry to sort of optimize all of their online assets and content like podcasts and videos on really driving that list building. A lot of things uh, like this are people have forgotten about up until what seems like almost recently is that you should be building your database and not just relying on the vanity numbers. So what do you feel like is the most critical way and, and, and most effective way that people have been getting people on a list going from content to I want you to have my email address. I want to know everything you're doing. I'm addicted to your brand. I need to get your emails. 
You know, well, the first thing is I completely agree. Like so many people forget as they're making their videos or they're making their podcasts. So as you're starting to hear people do it, they really stand out. And I think the biggest key to all of this, regardless of the platform you're on, like even if you're a Viner, right? Like and Mm -hmm. and you're building your audience over there, you got to find a creative way to, of course, build that relationship and build that value, but then also to, to not be scared to ask. And I think that's the biggest thing for all of us, like a huge lesson in life and in business is you can't be scared to ask. And chances are for those people who are in love with your brand, who like what you're up to, they're not going to hesitate to go and join, especially if you're like giving them something for free, like your free email course. It's so relevant for your community that they're going to be clamoring to go and opt in. You know, when you're solving their problems or helping them in their business, they're going to go and opt in and you shouldn't feel bad for that, right? Like mm-hmm. you should make that a part of your brand and what you do so that you can keep on helping people and adding depth to that relationship. Yeah, it's so funny because when we're creating content, there's so much energy and resources and time that goes into that. So if it's a video, even if it's just a blog post, you know, we still don't give these days with multimedia being all the rage. We don't give blogs really the time of day anymore because it's like if you're not doing video and you're not doing podcasts, you're not doing photos, whatever you're like your blog post is is not as good as everything else. But that's not true. I mean, the written word is definitely a very effective form of communication, but it takes a ton of time. All of these things take time. And then you forget entirely that you're allowed to ask for the value in return. And it's just a huge mistake that all these brands are making. A really big one. And you know, Amy, I read your stuff and I keep up with your videos. And you know, we put a lot of time into these things. Like a blog post for me can take upwards of eight hours, Mm -hmm. you know, like as I'm putting that and it might not be in one day or it might. But you know, as we add things to our blogs and to our YouTube channels and to our podcast feed, they continue to get pushed down more and more. And they kind of lose relevancy because they're further in. So I'm a huge fan of taking those things that we've already put in a ton of hard work into and just finding a way to repurpose it in the next video, you know, um, taking that course in a year and offering that, you know, during your podcast as something people can go and opt in for or um, making a post about list building and bringing something up from the past that's still going to help them with that. And chances are you have a ton of new audience members who haven't gotten a chance to consume that. So they're really going to like that. And it's still going to help them regardless of how old that post is. Absolutely. So I love that you talk about repurposing because, uh, for instance, I think you have been following my periscopes. I've been trying to get on this live streaming kick a lot. I mean, everybody on this podcast knows that because if they heard one recently, I actually did an AAMA, which is Ask Amy's Mom Anything. <laughs> and we, I basically took that audio, which was not that great. It was in the car. But the questions were kind of good. And I was like, I, I don't want to see this die in 24 hours, which is what's happening on these live streaming apps. So I straight the audio and turned it into a podcast. And I think that that's something that people don't realize is extremely valuable. I mean, I took the time to create content. Yeah, sure. I was on my way somewhere and I very seamlessly created a live stream with my mom. But if you think about the fact that I made a whole podcast out of that, I mean, that's really exciting stuff. So this whole thing about repurposing seems like it's the other thing that people forget about the most. It's always about the next video, the next podcast, the next blog post, the next eight hours on this, the next eight hours on that. And we all are familiar with curation, but sometimes we forget that we can curate our own stuff. So can you talk a little bit about, I think you something you said to, to me earlier was spin existing content into something new. Can you give some examples of that, that people can really wrap their mind around? Like, here's what I already have going for me. Now, how can I turn this into something fresh and something new that's actually going to help me move the needle? Absolutely. So I was on that Periscope you did with your mom and (laughs) one 
I thought it was hilarious. And the highlight was one of her old students hopping on I know. and actually being there. And it was so funny because I'm pretty sure that that I mean, literally, they're in middle school. Like and my mom was their elementary school teacher. So the fact that they were even on there was so crazy and reminds me of all the ages of people that are on the Internet. But yeah, that was so funny. Still such a small world. I know. So, you know, as podcasters and YouTubers and bloggers, there's a lot that we can do. Um, you know, first to start off, when we post something, that is the 20 percent of the process. And that's when the work is really beginning. And you may feel accomplished and like you want to take a break after you post that video or you edit that podcast and upload it or publish that new blog post. But the reality is, is that if you want that blog post to shine and you want it and you want to get mileage off of it, you really have to go on the road and start promoting it. So one of the things I would first recommend is, you know, trying to find relevant podcasts to go on, uh, maybe YouTube channels to be on and or using social media to find people who are already sharing content like yours. Mm. So just doing small things like that is going to get a lot more traffic to your post and it's going to get eyes to it. And when you get the right eyes and traffic, chances are they're going to share it, assuming that it's good content and, of course, that you've made it easy to share. So, you know, those are just some first things that we should all be doing. Um, but I've fallen victim to that all the time um, and still do in terms of, you know, I made the episode or I posted the blog post. Um, but that 80% is really that follow through that makes your site, <clears throat> it makes your site very, um, it brings traffic to your site and it makes your site popular and it allows for your post to go and help more and more people. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. The second thing I would think about as you're sitting down to make any new content is asking yourself this one simple question. How can I help my audience implement this advice or implement my content or take action on it? And when you ask yourself that as you're maybe writing your headlines or you're putting together the body on your post, your mind can go to work for you to figure out something you can then do to um, add like an upgrade for your show or for your post. Now, what you can do to start that is go through your older content. And I recommend starting with something like Google Analytics or if you have the Sumo Me suite installed for free on your site, then go through there and see what your most popular content is because that's going to tell you something. Like the light bulb should be going off that your audience has resonated with that post or with what you're talking about in that subject. So I'd recommend starting there and including this process from the very beginning before you get knee deep in creating your post. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than creating something and it not getting a lot of love or the attention that it deserves for those eight hours we're putting in, right? Mm-hmm. So when you start from there, you can then basically begin to let your mind turn the wheels and maybe it is creating something new like a checklist that helps your audience to implement it um, or a guide or maybe giving them resources that you've used or um, things that were helping you along the way to implement whatever it is that you're talking about. Um, so if you start with older content that is already popular, then you can kind of decide what it is that my audience likes. So Amy, something probably told you that your audience likes list building, right? Uh, yeah. And so you went and you made your little free course on it, right? That's like that's right. the smartest yes. thing to do. Absolutely. I think it's really important. I mean, you can only go so far with this, but it, you do need to ask the audience what they want. And you need to do that, but you also need to do it to a certain extent. You're not going to go and create something that's going to take you 40 plus 100 hours uh, to create without knowing that it's something that they want or need, especially if that's obviously something that's going to be purchased. But when it comes to something like this, like a checklist or um, just like a free course, I was able to basically say, 
I, you know, first of all, to my membership group, which social authority membership is a group of people that get to talk to me on a little bit more intimate basis about their business. And I asked them, like, obviously, due to the conversations here, and some other stuff, you guys are clearly having the most problems with list building. So what would you think about something like this? And then I did basically a little webinar just to test it on them. And it was huge. They took this content, they ran with it, and it helped them tremendously. So from that, implementation, hearing from people that they wanted it, and knowing that this was something that would be a huge list builder for me, but not necessarily a product that was totally aligned with what I wanted to do. Just something that certainly fed their need, but was more uh, something that they just needed the information. They weren't necessarily ready to commit on a monetary basis. Fine. I'm going to create this now because I've tested it on others. They loved it. It was a success. And now I can take it to market and say like, here we go. Like this is, this is what you guys want. And even that you can pre-launch whether it's free or not. I mean, you do want to try to at least get people to say, I'm committed to this with whatever form of commitment that you're asking them to do that with. And in this case, it was email addresses. Oh, yeah. And experimenting is literally everything in the name of the game online. I mean, my podcast, I call it the Montoya Experiment because it's just that. Like, I'm testing things out as I go. Now, I realize that some people listening right now may not have the audience size to sample and say, what is your problem or how can I help you or sure. any of those things or, or don't have enough. And you can still get keep you can still get creative. And some things that you can do and some tools you can use are something like BuzzSumo or hopping on social media and seeing what people are, are tweeting about or posting about. Um, tools like BuzzSumo help you see articles and content that have been shared, have kind of gone viral. And you know, based upon the field that you're in or the industry or the kind of spin you have on your content online, you can kind of take a guesstimate as to what might work and attract those same people. And then you can go and target those people that shared. Get very creative with that. And uh, chances are they may like that or share that with their audience. And now you're off to the races. So what do you feel like for the actual list building itself? Because a lot of people in my audience, from what I've understood, which is part of the reason why I came out with this course, are using like a MailChimp. And usually the draw for that is... I want to join MailChimp because it's free for up to 2,000 subscribers. There's obvi obviously a huge appeal in that. But what most people don't understand is the lack of functionality when you do use uh, a free trial like that. If it's up to a certain amount of subscribers, that's fantastic. But if you can't use things like autoresponders or a little bit uh, nicer sort of segmenting tools, then it's really not that beneficial if you're going to be using your email list to make money, which hopefully we all are. So, I mean, other than maybe just making sure you choose the right platform, and I obviously, the sponsor of this show is AWeber. I obviously use AWeber. What do you feel like is the next thing that people have to do? They have to pick the platform. They have to pick the place where the home base is, where all the emails are housed. But how do you truly optimize the best experience for joining your list? Like, what tools are you using for that? Because a lot of time when you do go to these platforms, even if you do have to pay them to use them, they don't have the nicest looking opt-in forms in the world. And it's sort of really underwhelming and you're trying to impress these people with your free checklists and your free this and your free that just for joining your email list. Amy, bless your soul for first bringing up the MailChimp debate and I then know, second right? 
for bringing up the ugly sign up forms debate because those are two things like <laughs> people get so caught time, up. All at the same time, right in your face. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So first, um, there are many great choices you can use to build your list. Um, I advise the sponsor of the show, which is Aweber. I use them religiously. I recommend them to all of my clients and all of my audience members um, because they know this stuff very well. And I think MailChimp is really good if maybe you're running like a retail store or you're running yeah, something it's very that, that pretty. You're... I mean, they actually are decently pretty in the emails themselves. Like if you right. truly have no design on your side, you're bootstrapping. MailChimp is a nice option for that alone. Absolutely. And I like AWeber because when you get a message from me, I want to make it feel personal. Like I'm talking with mm-hmm. just one person in my audience and AWeber really has that game down. So I do highly recommend checking them out. I know you have a great promotion with them. So be sure to go through that and uh, sign up and give it at least a try uh, because MailChimp can be very limiting as you're growing. Um which isn't that the goal? I mean, like, it's not even just a plug for AWeber here. It's just, it's right. so hard to move your list from one host to another. It's gotten a lot easier over the years, but that was why I left MailChimp so early on to AWeber because I just got hip to this conversation really quickly. And I thought, okay, if I want the list that I'm, I'm shooting for someday, I'm not going to want to be on this platform. So it's easier to just make that happen in the early stages if you have to at all. So true. And, you know, I think personally above a website, email list building and your email list host is the lifeblood of our business because you can have a website and people can come and go. Right. But when you have an email list that you can capture people's names and information on, you can then keep in contact with them. So should your site ever go down, you can send a quick note out and say you're still alive. Hey, my site's going back up or, you know, in the meantime, here's some extra content for you as a bonus as you're waiting. Mm-hmm. But it's the lifeblood. So I do recommend taking it pretty serious. Um, also, especially- and, and, and to that point, also, most people aren't even depending on their website. They're depending on social. So if you mm-hmm. think about the fact that, you know, it's so funny. I saw the most hilarious headline in the, in the, in the grocery store yesterday, there's a magazine that said Jen cheated on Brad. And I was like, what year is it that we're still talking about Jen Aniston <laughs> and Brad Pitt not working out? And it made me think like, if I was going to tweet this right now, I would say, by the way, MySpace is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that, right? What if MySpace was our everything? And then it's gone. If you don't have your database, how are you going to tell all those people that you're not on MySpace anymore because no one's on MySpace? It died. Everyone's gone. I mean, like, how are you going to connect with those people? So you can say it's your website, that your website's going to go down. It's a really great alternative for that. But think about what happens. I even just heard about a huge fitness brand on Instagram who lost their account and they're trying to fight Mm -hmm. with Instagram because they got spammed or whatever and they're trying to get it back. They've lost content. They've lost followers. That's very hard to come back from if you don't have a database to keep people up to date and say, hey, we still exist. That was a spammer. We are not changing our brand or what, what our purpose is. I mean, you're really in a tough place. So, so true. And when you have a list, you own it. So you can you can print out the names, you can mm-hmm. write them, you can send them a personal email from wherever you're emailing from that day. So it, like I said, it's the lifeblood and so, so true. Like you want to take it serious at least halfway as you're getting started. Now, in terms of making it, of course, pretty and and kind of visually appealing for your audience to sign up, and, you know, that way you don't look like you're just some random person on the web and making it easy, which I think is the name of the game, um, is optimizing, of course, your site or your web pages for opt-in. And even above, still above um, having a website, I'd recommend something like lead pages because 
you can basically have a full functioning website with no additional hosting just by using a service like theirs. And I'm sure there's a couple others. I just use lead pages and I don't like talking about things that I don't know. And I know lead pages pretty well. Um, and I trust them. So, you know, if you go on my site and if you look at like Amy's, um, on SavvySexySocial.com, on the right hand side, you have really cool opt-ins there for your audience that speak to their problems. When you click on that, you get a nice pop-up box, which is designed or created by lead pages, right? Mm-hmm. So when you do things like that, one, you can customize it, um, but two, you can also have landing pages, which is basically a single purpose web page for one, for one thing, single purpose, right? So if you can imagine your Twitter bio can have a link to your lead pages landing page and it can be an opt-in offer for your list, like a free ebook or getting started on Twitter or YouTube tips, whatever your thing is, um, it allows for you to add some copy, add some words basically that sell your audience on why they should be downloading it or opting in, tells them what they might expect from being on your list, and then it can fire off that asset or that lead magnet, that carrot, whatever you want to call it, it can fire it right over to them, and now you can start building that relationship, and you can follow up with them, ask them how they liked it, did they get to use it, what were the results, and then you can begin to refine your content and make brand new things for them over time. I love that. I I love that you mentioned the idea of the Twitter link because I think there's so much, especially with things like Instagram and Twitter, where they are Twitter, it's link city, but people still go to your bio and they want to know what that link in the bio is. And same thing with Instagram. It's your only option. So I love that you mentioned that and having that single purpose space. And I don't know what, honestly, I don't know what I would do without WordPress, Aweber, and lead pages because lead pages integrates so easily with Aweber and WordPress that I can take that single purpose page. And even though it's going to have a leadpages.net link, I can make it a savvy, sexy social.com link because of the WordPress integration. And it is so, so easy to just make it look like these professionally designed pages that you just have to optimize a couple things here and there to personalize. It can easily be done without the work of a designer developer and all that fancy stuff. Oh, yeah. And when you do get that person or when you do have the money and the funds to hire that, then you can just stand on those shoulders and make it so much better. Um, Absolutely. Just starting from the default stuff. Right. So, you know, you only get one shot at this stuff sometimes. Sometimes that person's only at your Instagram link and going to tap it that one time and not give you another chance. So I highly recommend putting your best foot forward. And if I did like an 80 20 analysis on the tools you need for starting a website, it would hands down be Aweber and lead pages. And you can really, really make some cool things happen and build a great following with just those two things. Assuming you have great content, you're putting your heart behind it and getting in front of the right people. I love it. I love it. Jeremy, it sounds like we should do like a lead pages webinar because this is something I haven't even done. And I think that we could definitely teach a lot about how to best use this platform because people are probably going to go there and think, okay, this is a little overwhelming. I have no idea how to integrate to my website. I know I, I got the Aweber account, but now what? I think that there's an opportunity here for us to show people how to do it. So true. And, you know, I think you have the YouTube game so down that I would learn a ton. And I could also share how to do it with a podcast, like using SMS marketing and how to get people to like a an actual like a smart URL that takes people to your opt in page. I think people get a ton of value out of that. Absolutely. Okay. well, now that that's newly inspired, we're going to plan that link in the description. Jeremy, you have provided so much great information today. I still wanted to ask you one more thing, though. What do you think about this Periscope thing? What do you think about the live streaming? Where do you think this is going? Do you see an opportunity yet for list building and repurposing that I don't know about yet? I want to know what you think. 
so Periscope and just live streaming in general, like there's a lot of convo about like Periscope versus Meerkat and others, but I'm more, I'm not married to the platform as Mm -hmm. much as I am to like the method and live streaming is the future. You know, at this point, social media feels pretty live, but it's not live once you post it. And the cool thing about Periscope, and I really think this is the future of media and content online is where the audience gets to manipulate what's happening right in front of them. So before we hopped on, you had your scope and you're doing your green smoothie and people can ask you questions and you have to stop and answer them, you know, should you want to. So, um, like I said, I'm a big fan of experimenting. So I'm spending 30 days heavily on Periscope, trying things out, um, seeing how I can use it in my business, see how I can use it, um, you know, to, to build my audience and to share even more with them. But what's also cool is that for people like you and I, like we're pretty busy and we're, we're getting busier as time goes on, Mm -hmm. um, with more and more, you know, strict priorities, you know, you got to do that periscope with your mom in the car and you got to find a little quick way to make time for your audience. And that right there is so invaluable to building an audience and being in front of them that it doesn't require you to be in front of a computer or tied to a Wi-Fi connection. It's huge. So I am banking on live streaming being a really big part of content marketing in the future. And just like on podcasting or if you're speaking from the stage, it's a really great opportunity to use something like SMS marketing. For the people who are in the U.S., you can tell them your, your short code and your keyword and they can go and join your list after. And somebody who's doing a great job with this is Lewis Howes. He's talking about his new book on his scopes. Mm-hmm. And he's plugging throughout it as he's resetting the scope and, and, and bringing new people in and welcoming them in. He has them text his code, join his list. And then from then on, he can tell them about the book and he can share with them more info. So I think there's a huge opportunity if done correctly. I love it. Another another amazing value bomb about lead pages with mobile marketing. So huge. If there's nothing better than email marketing, it might be mobile. I mean, like that's that's so huge. Okay, Jeremy, we have to stop because this is just too much good stuff. People are, are <laughs> writing notes down and we have to let them embrace this information and go implement. So check the description for an upcoming event with myself and Jeremy on how you can use lead pages and your email marketing platform to have the best welcoming wagon to the people that come to your website and then want to join in on your brand. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Amy, thank you so much for having me. I listen to your show a ton, so I am honored to have been on it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That's all for today's socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, make sure you sign up for our free hangout to help you grow your email list. If you're a podcaster, blogger, YouTuber, small business owner, whatever it is, we're going to show you the tools that you need to make it happen. So go click on the show notes and click up for that hangout. It's uh, on a September 3rd at noon Eastern time. So we really want to see you there. And I'm thinking I'm going to be kind about this event and do a replay. So if you can't make it, no big deal. But I really want you to sign up. Otherwise, you're not going to know about it at all. So make sure you go click, at least get the emails about it so that you don't miss the updates. Thank you again for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsor, AWeber. Go to SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber if you want to get ahead of the curve here and make sure that you're all set up on an email platform. And I will be back on Monday with your Muse episode. Thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. And I will talk to you then.